Hello and welcome to Friday Lines brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for your essential items for life. As I welcome uh, MG and Top Rope, uh, firstly MG, what a cracking weekend of AFL we had last weekend and it looks uh, just as good this weekend. Yeah, morning uh, gentlemen. Yeah, it was yeah, enjoyable. We had a uh, few lopsided games but uh Centered around the Anzac two uh, games we were talking earlier. The Sunday night was as good as it gets. One at the MCG with the uh, Melbourne Richmond at night with uh, all the uh, respects paid, and then they backed it up on the Monday as well with a uh, good game actually. The Essendon Essendon Collingwood game. Um, either either team could have won, but uh, yeah, the AFL would have been happy with that back to back performance at uh, the MCG. So yeah, it's a good week, and this week uh, looks there's yeah, some good betting opportunities I think coming up couple of slight issues from the round. I think it was a little bit of an overreaction, the uh, injury to, to the Ruckman, uh, Mark Pitney and uh, and Brody Grundy. Out of all the all the ball-ups over time, I think we've you know had a few injuries here and there to Ruckman. Now Luke Darcy's calling for a tip-off. Um, look, it's just part and parcel of AFL footy injuries, unfortunately, so I think yeah. he's got to move on. Yeah, like anything, you seem to have two or three in a row or one or two in the same round and all of a sudden we want to change the rules or... You know, it's the same with concussion and everything like that. All of a sudden, you know, let's not tackle in the game. So, yeah, just two incidents obviously happening in the same round. Um, long-term injuries for both Pitt and Grundy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't, uh, you know, we can't make it a non-contact sport. It's just part of the game. And, unfortunately, uh, two Ruckman went down for a significant time in the same round. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> and this week, a little bit of pressure on a few teams and also probably just a little bit of uh, – a bit of uh, cautiousness with a bit of uh, bit of punting with a little bit of COVID around. Yeah. Um, so obviously Melbourne, it's their turn this week with Simon Goodwin, and I uh, think now now got four, three or four players that yeah, are out four. with uh, out with COVID. So uh, and there's some pressure on some teams: Port one and five, Essendon one and five, GWS one and five, and then the Bulldogs and Richmond two and four. Uh, there's a bit on the line this weekend, so it could be a, a very interesting weekend. Yeah, a few of these teams won't want to lose. Uh... Won't want to lose this week, OB. Otherwise, they'll start planning their end of season trips to get away in September. I would have thought, yeah, one and five. If you these those sides you mentioned, if they go down one and six, I think uh, if their season's not already done, they can stamp their papers after this week. And uh, yes, good timing for Melbourne to uh, lose their coach and a few players coming up against your Hawks. You uh, you got a bit of pep in your step, thinking they're a chance to knock off the uh, undefeated D's. Well, I thought uh, early on in the week uh, Hawthorne could lose by one hundred and twenty. <laughs> now it's probably eighty or ninety. Uh, but yeah, I just want to see Gill on Grand Final night. Uh, sorry, on uh, Brownlow night when uh, Hawthorne win three votes. Uh, Cvid, Covid gets the three <laughs> votes. So that's the only way the Hawks can win. Uh, as we throw over to you, Top Rope uh, NRL, it just keeps on delivering. Uh, Gus Gould finally coaching Canterbury. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm a little bit rattled actually. Uh, though uh, over in MGL, I think you said that uh, the AFL had become a contact sport. When did this happen? Please. Oh, that's that's enough uh, out of top rope for this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, the humiliation at Canada just continues to get worse after uh, last week's uh, shocking capitulation of the Broncos. Gus has gone to the video session, blossomed them, and then put Trent Barrett on the sideline and uh, run the session himself. So uh, the death march has begun. Uh, the time, Trent's time is nearing end. Let's hope we don't have to go through all the formalities. Uh, he is a dead man walking and it's time to get rid of him. 
Uh, it's good. To, it's good that finally the uh, the bandwagon's caught up to uh, to the pioneers out front. Some of us were on this wagon before uh, before even coached the game, so good to be proven right every now and again. As it's, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the Roosters Bulldogs game this week. This week, I actually, I think someone said it last night on on one of the Fox shows that I actually can't see Trent Barrett winning regardless. So the Bulldogs win, and it's all Gus Gould. You know, he's fired them up. They lose. Well, it's you know Trent Barrett's even, even further down the hole. So it's in it's intriguing the uh, that game against the Roosters. Yeah, and that's that's such a. Um... Yeah, a Gus way of pulling these things off. You know, he's the, the master manipulator. He's one of the great rugby league politicians. Anything can be said about Gus, and and there's absolutely no doubt this has been orchestrated uh, to ensure that, like you said, the dogs are more than likely going to to, to get done by the uh, the Roosters. Uh, it gets out of hand, and yeah, you know, it'll all be Trent's fault. But uh, surprise win will then Gus took for training, and yeah, there's one word Gus hates. It's accountability, but he does love playing the politics and he's, he's, he's manipulated this one very nicely. Uh, and last week, uh, the Anzac Day Storm Blitz, uh, 70 to 10. Um, I watched the second half. I think it was 54 points in 35 minutes of the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Paps on fire. Uh, Nelson uh, Solomono, you know, 55 surnames, uh, you know, kicks the ball and Paps scores a try. You, you know your night's up for the Warriors when that happens. Um just a question for you, though, Top Rope, on with the New South Wales side um, sort of selected uh, soonish. Um, who, who's your fullback? Is it Teddy? Is it Pat? Can Pat play fourteen for New South Wales? How's it? Um, you know, how do you read it? You can't have them both there. I don't think oh, I, I would be playing Pat as the fullback. He is playing some sublime rugby league moment. Teddy's been doing fine, but he's a bit off the pace. Yeah, very hard dropping a captain, but. Uh, Rep football is rep football. You, you, you don't have a lock on a spot, as far as I'm concerned. And what happened last year happened last year. You've the best side available. I don't think there's any doubt at all. You know, this year started with kind of probably four legitimate contenders to the New South fullback spot Teddy, Pappenhausen, uh, Latrell, and Tommy Turbo. And Pap has streaked away for, for various reasons. So, uh, got to play the Pap there. I don't see any role for Teddy in the 14. Uh, I think he just have to 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 to, to, to wait his time. But uh, I would saying all that, I would be surprised if they dropped Tedesco based on how these new South Wales selectors work. So, um, but that's yeah, what should happen and what will happen are two very different things. And last night, a very good result for the punters that took the uh, minus eleven and a half on the on the Broncos. Plus, uh, plus sorry, plus eleven and a half on the Broncos. The uh, the Sharks just uh, looked a little bit off, uh, especially on the left hand side there. Yeah, the Sharks have been a bit patchy. They've, they've probably been covered up by playing some pretty ordinary opponents over the last few weeks. So, you know, they're pretty ordinary against the Tigers. They had that first half blitz against Manly, but let Manly right back into it. Uh, really easy watching. And you can kind of tell from, from minute one when Tony Staggs was up in Calafi's face that the Broncos were up for the game. They were very, and it's a very, very different side of home the Broncos as they are on the road. So, uh, I wouldn't. Be too harsh on the Sharks here. They, they were missing Dale Finnecane. Uh, Nico Hines definitely didn't play his best game. But, uh, yeah, Sharks was kept picking over. I thought it was very impressive win for the Broncos. I thought that was the kind of big, big man scout that the Broncos have needed for a few years now. And they'll take a lot out of them. And uh, just a reminder, it's the a big week for the Little Birdie team. It's the Bulldozer 2022 Punters Club, the Little Birdie team and friends. 
are uniting for the three-day carnival down at the Bull. Buy a share in the Little Birdie Syndicate as we bet every race at the Bull with some out-wide stings on supporting cards. Uh, MG, how do they? Uh, how do the punters get into it? Yeah, if you're new, new, uh, new to Little Birdie that are watching the show or get uh, their mates to dob them in, you get, uh, go to uh, download the app, join the syndicate, um, open your Top Sports account, and you can just transfer whatever money from your Top Sports account through to the syndicate for the three days. So, yeah, it was uh, always a great event. Uh, you know, a lot of production and work goes into it. The boys will be up and about. It's like their grand final outside of the autumn and spring. So, yeah, get around. I think we've already, uh, I think we're up to about 15,000 account at the moment. So, I would say north of 100,000 would be a bank that we're aiming for and it'll give the boys a few bullets over the three days. Beautiful. And I think the uh, the fearless leader, Scooty's flying in for it he as is. well. So he I is. know he's up and about. It'll be a uh, lookout in Melbourne for those seven days. I think there's a little uh, establishment on Cecil Street that might get a working <laughs> over. Anyway, now it's time for Friday Lions, brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. The first game we get into is the Friday night fixture over at Optus Stadium in Perth. West Coast Eagles against the Tigers. West Coast at $2.40, Richmond $1.60. The line is 8.5, over and under 161.5. West Coast one and five, Richmond two and four. Both teams have lost two straight. Uh, it's not the most inspiring start to this round, but whoever loses, it's almost curtains for them. MG. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, not the not yeah you know, the one three games between them for the year. So hard to uh, line up the form as you said. Lost a couple of games each. Uh, yeah, big game. Probably definitely more for Richmond. I think West Coast season's already done. Um, one and five, been smacked by COVID the last two weeks. You know they've. Been smashed off the park as well, 63 and 84 points. They've lost their last two games. Just don't seem to have the cattle. Uh, the game plan's pretty poor. And, uh, you know, oh, I'm not sure being at home even helps in this stage. So, you know, they the two teams combined have won uh, six straight, The home gone to the home team. So that's kind of kept the market, I think, in check to a large degree. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave the line alone, but I'm pretty keen on the total here. So I think the over... Low 160s, I think you'll uh, you'll get a good run for your money there. And I just think uh, it'll be an open-style game. The weather's good, so that's the way I'll be directing in this game. Some pretty good uh, inclusions for both sides. I think uh, West Coast in McGovern and Petreski seaton and for, yep. uh, for the Tigers, Grimes, Stack, Soldo, Morris Rioli Jr., uh, Lambert in for his first game. For the first time, I think the Richmond side looks balanced, looks quick. Yeah, looks um, quick I've seen yeah, them yeah. play a couple of times. If this looks a little bit pedestrian... Um, and then, yeah, obviously resting uh, Cochin and, and Tarrant and then hopefully Dustin Martin back next week for all uh, all AFL followers. So should be a, a good game over there and, a uh, yeah, an interesting one to kick off Friday night footy. As we look at the first NRL game for the round, round eight kicks off uh, tonight. The South Sydney Rabbitohs against the Manly Seagulls. The Rabbitohs $1.54, Manly two fifty five. The line minus four and a half, over and under 39.5. Cody Walker's 150th game, which is a fantastic effort uh, after debuting as a 26-year-old. Uh, top rope, eighth, first, seventh here. Uh, on paper, it looks a uh, looks a enthralling tussle. Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, not the first game of the evening, though. We've got uh, the Titans Panthers kicking off beforehand, but this will be the first competitive game of the evening. So it uh, <laughs> should be an absolute ripper, I would have thought. Uh, Keen on a couple of bets in this one. Keen on your buddies here, OB. They've got a very, very good record against Manly. Manly struggles an underdog. I thought they looked particularly weak against the Sharks uh, last week. Still no Tom Pavoyevich there. Uh, 
Seattle have not kind of made a habit of smashing teams, but with a small minus here, I'm more than happy to, to jump on like said, Cody Walker's 150th game. He's also scored seven tries in 11 games against Manly, so he's up for a big, big match. Uh, I really think they can get on the edges here. I really love Cam Cologne and Hangy to, uh, uh, to crash over at some point, and he can cause plenty of damage there. I don't think Elias has to do a lot here. I think he needs to get early ball to Walker uh, and, and kind of let the outside bats do their thing. A bit like Talakai got last week. I, you know, I know Morgan Harper's been dropped, but there's still sort of two very, very dicey defensive centres uh, in play here. So uh, chips in RCS, also chips in the over. Very keen. They still have a long history of, of high scoring games. The over usually hits when Manly are an underdog. The over hits when. Uh, uh, Souths are off a uh, a pretty good uh, attacking performance, so um, yeah, I can see a good uh, uh, a good number of points. As well, I think the line is a little too low here, so I'll be back in the over and back in the bunnies, both with a good deal of confidence. Oh, I like it when you say that top rope; it fills my heart with joy. <laughs> uh, as we look at the second game for AFL analysis. It's up there in Cairns, Casale Stadium, uh, St Kilda against Port Adelaide on Saturday night. The Saints are $1.65, Port Adelaide $2.29. The line is minus 7.5, over under 154.5. The Saints are playing good footy. Uh, I can see them playing in a grand final against Melbourne. Uh, I think they're going very, very nicely as uh, MG hangs his head in shame. Uh, Ryder in, Marshall out, uh, Port look a little bit more settled this week after a good win against West Coast last week. Um, look, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this, MG, but I know the Saints have gone up there. A lot of staff have gone up there as well. I, I, I'd just sort of just hold your, keep your powder dry on the Saints if I was you. I think it's a little bit of holiday mode for the Saints. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm interested to hear your uh, your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I'm not as bullish on the Saints yet. I know that they got off to a great start, five and one. Obviously, Porter one and five. So, in terms of the latter positions, fifth against fourteen. I just think St Kilda's had a pretty soft draw so far. You can only beat what what they put up against you, and they've done the job. They've now won five straight. Uh, I just think Port getting the win last week, even though it was over West Coast, which you can't really count. I just think at some point the penny had to drop for Port, and I think this is a good test for both sides to actually see where they're at. So, St Kilda will be. Quite happy to play Port, and if they can get away with the win, then yes, they will consider themselves uh, potentially aiming for a top four spot as they go on. But um, I'm, I, th- I think I'd be shading Port, the side here. Um, just if I was betting the line, I think Port is the better value at the plus seven and a half. But uh, there's been a big uh, market correction in the total, 161 down to open, down to 154. I know it's in cans, can be slippery and stuff like that. It's just... The way these two teams are playing, even though the stats go to the unders and uh, both head-to-head Port played three straight under games, I just think 154.5 low side. Uh, so I, I'd bet late in this, and I'm quite happy to have an interest on the over. And if I was backing either side, I'd be backing the close margins. I don't think there's too much between these two teams, but I'd shade Port if I was having a, in a bet. It has been wet up there and does get greasy. I know that... Does, um, yeah. Uh, the Saints sort of uh, ball handling last year against Adelaide. I think Riley Tilthorpe kicked that goal late to uh, sort of end their season last year, the Saints. So, uh, yeah, I'll just be sort of keeping an eye on conditions up there. Yep. Uh, as we go to the second game for the weekend uh, analysis for the NRL, uh, we've got uh, the Eels and the Cowboys at TIO Stadium. Uh, the Eels $1.33, North Queensland Cowboys three forty. The line minus eight and a half, over under forty point five. Uh, 
look, Parramatta in uh, you know pretty good nick. Uh, North Queensland, um, you know, sort of. I think at the start of the year we sort of tipped them down the lower rungs of the ladder. Which way are you uh, leaning here, top rope? Yeah, Parramatta absolutely love it up and down. Love the humidity. Love the uh, yeah, probably a night out shenanigans and monsoons afterwards. So. <laughs> All geared up for a, for, for, for a, uh, a good old crack there. So they've won and covered five straight at the uh, venue. For example, your number on the Cowboys here. Cowboys are the easiest draw going to the year. They've had one game against top eight opposition. They got flogged by the Roosters uh, at home. Yeah, the Eels, when they get rolling, they can really roll. So, uh, look, they've been pretty resilient this year, the Cowboys, but I think Parramatta will be far too strong. Yeah, it looks that way, uh, especially up there. It's uh, up there in Darwin. Um, conditions might play a little bit of a factor at all. Uh, at all, top rope up there. Yeah, look, it, it obviously can get a bit kind of slippery and a bit dewy there. So it certainly has in the past, but it, it hasn't worried Parramatta. They've they've made it their home ground. That they've taken the game there, kind of you know, pre-COVID times anyway. Once a year for five or six years prior to that, so um, they'll be more more accustomed to to it than probably the Cowboys. So uh, I'll be yeah, jumping on uh, on the Eels. Not a lot of concern there. My eight and a half does not seem like a big line in this camera. Either. Beautiful. And the final match for AFL analysis, we have to wait till 4.40 Sunday afternoon for the match of the season thus far. Sydney Swans against the Brisbane Lions, 4.40 at the SCG. Uh, the Swans are $1.78. The Lions, 205 The line is square. Over and under 162.5. There are key matchups galore here. Uh, and I'm just going to blow my own trumpet. My Brownlow prediction at the start of the year, Callum Mills, I am very happy with the way he's playing. He was outstanding uh, after quarter time against the Hawks on the weekend. Um, this is mouth-ordering, MG. Which uh, which way are you heading? Yeah, no, it's very close, and and yeah, I'm look, obviously looking forward to this one. At the start of the year, this was uh, probably two sides that most people had in their top four. Uh, both got off to a five and one start, so both tracking very nicely. Uh, high powered offenses. Um, Sydney are averaging ninety nine points a game, and Brisbane at one hundred five at the moment. So I expect some points in there. Now the weather, the key in this game was the early in the week. The weather was uh, expected, and obviously Sydney loves to rain. Top row kicks telling us it never rains in Sydney, but if you're a duck, that's where you live. What the game? So what I find this year is when the rain's been forecast, especially early, that the bookies tend to creep up instead of getting to where they should be. And this is a, a good example for it. So they open at one fifty eight, and then the rain's pretty much you know cleared on the forecast. And I just think that this game should be north of 165 and a half. So I think that's where it will trend. So we sent the the, the tip out early to get in on board. I know it's only up to 162 and a half, but uh, happy to have a bottle of goose that it might get up to the 165 at least, I think. So I think there's points in this game. Um, in terms of the matchup, as you said, like, oh, geez, the lineups is every, every line, there's um, great matchups. Uh, I'm going to stay out of the actual betting in the game. I'm a fan of Brisbane. I like the way they, they're tracking and going about it, the pre-season tip for the flag. And I, I, I can't pot Sydney at all. I think you know their, their quarter last week against uh, your team was uh, the best quarter so far we've seen this year. They actually turned it on. It was crazy, crazy quarter. So if they carry that form in, Brisbane's going to have all, all they can handle. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the battle. Unfortunately, as you said, we're going to wait till the end of the week. But that's okay. Something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, no no tip either way, but I'm, I'm keen on the over total. Yeah, it's a mouth-ordering game, that's for sure. As we look to the third match 
uh, for the weekend of uh, NRL action. St. George Illawarra against the West Tigers. The Dragons $1.58. The Tigers, who are in red-hot form at 240. The line at minus four. The over and under 38 and a half. Uh, Michael Maguire has just single-handedly turned these West Tigers around. A couple of positional changes. Luke Brooks, who I was absolutely bagging in the first half, comes up with an intercept and a field goal against the Mighty Bunnies. Uh, top rope, but 10th first 13th, but there's a little bit more in this game. People have spoken for 2,000 years about the resurrection of a bloke called Jesus, but uh, it might, for the next 2,000 years, they might be talking about the resurrection of the West Tigers and the Michael Maguire. He was absolutely gone, crucified. <laughs> Two weeks on, he's the saviour. Jackson Hastings comes through, runs the show, field goal, win, Luke Brooks. Horrid, the Judas of the care was going to leave from a trade of hero, win, another field goal. Astonishing stuff from the Tigers. Uh, yeah, East has come and gone, has come and gone. The Tigers are flying. So uh, I'm going to stick with the Tigers. I, 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 I kind of like the fundamental change that they've made in kind of handing the reins to, to Jackson Hastings. I just don't think yeah, St George should be favoured by as much as they are. Yep, I bet the Roosters are struggling a little bit, but I, I can't have this. I can't have a team of Moses and bite for that. Yeah, as a four-point favourite, anyone. So I'll be, uh, I'll be jumping on the Tigers here. Uh, at Wynn Stadium, is that playing to the, the, the Dragons' hands a little bit more? Yeah, uh, usually a pretty fast track, so that, that, that you would think they would play to the Dragons' hands, probably a touch more. But uh, likely to be that Jack Bird, that's a big issue for them. Uh, and their recent record of is not, you know, not insurmountable, so... It's not Penrith at Panther Stadium, let's just say that. So uh, I'll be uh, uh, happy to have a small dabble at the Tigers this one. And uh, just before we get a little bit sidetracked, Tarek Sims, he come into the storm before the season's out or has that been sort of uh, kiboshed? Uh, it's been kiboshed for now, but it's been kiboshed in one of those ways that you'd expect it to come through in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, all these, all these big denials, I'd... I think once they can kind of sort the, the deal out, I don't think the Dragons want him around anymore. I think they're still more than happy to take him. So um, I think that's just a, a, a few bits and bobs to sort through first. The Storm just keep getting better. As we quickly go through the six other AFL games uh, for the weekend, uh, Geelong and the Dockers down there at GMHBA, the Cats $1.28, the Dockers three eighty, the line minus 24.5, over under 157.5. What well, I might a bit of the Fremantle Dockers here, MG. Yeah, lines lines got up a bit. We we attacked this line early uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, the bookies come out fourteen and a half was too cheap on the Geelong side. Um, not sure how they came out at that number. I thought it had to be at least twenty, in my opinion. Twenty four is now getting a bit high, but it seems to be one way traffic at the moment. I'm surprised it didn't kind of check itself with Dangerfield not coming into a lineup. A lot of people had him playing, and I'm, I'm sure he was close to fifty fifty, but. Yeah, 24, I think uh, if you're coming in betting forward now, I think Fremantle. I'm keen on Geelong, but right now if you're taking a line, 24 and a half seems a big number. Okay, round seven continues. The Crows and the Giants. Crows $1.69, the Giants two twenty-two. Uh, line minus six and a half, over under 164.5. Quick tip? Uh, Adelaide for me. As we... Push on through to the next game. Uh, Melbourne and the Hawks. We've discussed this one uh, Saturday afternoon. 122, the Demons. The Hawks, 450. The line, minus 27.5, over and under 160.5. COVID, watch on. Yeah, good game to watch, I think. I think the market's about right. 
As we look to the Blues and the Kangaroos, the Blues $1.20, the Kangaroos $4.75, the line minus 28.5, over under 174.5. Any Anything doing there? Nah, not a betting game for me, OB. I think there's better options this week, so I will be just watching this one. Perfect. As we look to the Magpies and the Suns, Magpies $1.50, Gold Coast $2.65, the line minus 11.5, over under 165.5. Yeah, good spot for Collingwood here. I think the lines uh, could be closer to about 15 or 16 here. So happy to take Collingwood at minus 11.5. And the Bulldogs and the Bombers, uh, the 320 game on Sunday. Bulldogs 141, the Bombers $3, the line minus 17.5, over under 172.5. It's a uh, fast scoring deck there. Yeah, I think uh, I couldn't come into the Bulldogs at the big minus, not the way they're playing. Uh, I think this will be a lot closer. So if I was having a bet, I'd be directing to Essendon at the plus. As we head across to the NRL final games for the round, the Titans and the Panthers tonight, the Titans at 8.50, the Panthers at $1.08, line 18.5, over under 43.5. Anything there, uh, top rope? Yeah, long too big, plus eight and a half. Uh, the Titans, Panthers, different team on the road. Uh, I'll be taking that plus. As we look at the Warriors and the Raiders, uh, Warriors 208, the Raiders $1.77. The line is two points over and under 41.5. The Warriors licking their wounds from last week. Uh, any hope there? Uh, big hope. There's one certainly in rugby league, total humiliation. Usually uh, breeds bounce back the next week. Teams have considered 60 or more. I have a tremendous record the following week, the Warriors, uh, plus two, close to the things. And the Bulldogs and the Roosters, the Trent Barrett Cup, 465, the Bulldogs, the Roosters $1.20, the line 12.5, over under 39.5. Uh, the Roosters weren't great last week. They should bounce back in this one? you think so. They're zero and four against the spread uh, as a double-digit favourite. They've got a pretty poor record. Yeah, I think the Dolphins can probably keep it close enough. I'd rather be on the plus 12.5 on the minus. Hopefully, Gust has a bit of magic in him, but uh, uh, not a lot of action in this game. And the final game for the round is the Newcastle Knights against the Melbourne Storm. The Knights, 8.50. The Melbourne Storm, 107. The line, 19.5, over under 43.5. Ooh, anything take your fancy there, top rope? Anything. I've got plenty taking my fancy this one. I reckon the storm minus nine and a half and every uh, every bit of rich flower up to about 40, <laughs> I reckon. Uh, and Ryan now to the score uh, at least a couple of tries and uh, Harry Grant to crash over at $3.20. He's scoring three straight. The Newcastle middle is weak. Uh, he'll score a try. Beautiful. Thank you, Top Rope. Uh, punters, you can locate uh, the greatest game of all, GGOAE, for $20.00. $22 a week in the little birdie.live shop for all your NRL betting action. MG, a reminder, the AFL stings for $22 a week in the little birdie.live shop as well. Uh, thank you both for joining us uh, today. That's a wrap for this week. You can follow us on YouTube, find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow Little Birdie TV on Twitter or Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action can be found at topsport.com.au. We'll be back next Friday. Don't forget, don't forget to join Nikki on Monday for first look with all the weekend's action in review. Punt well, punt responsibly, and have a great weekend, punters. <laughs>